listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And we have an absolutely loaded show for you this week. Welcome on in to episode number 182 We're going to take a look back at NXT Great American Bash and take a look forward at WWE SummerSlam. We're going to recap A Night to Remember, and we have exclusive comments from the new WAW North American Champion, Mustang Mike. Plus, we'll talk freelance and freelance underground and much more on the local scene. And we welcome for the very first time someone we've seen in AAW Pro, Freelance Underground, Second Wrestling, among other Illinois promotions, Black and Brave Academy graduate, Sabotage, Sean Logan. You get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome back to Windy City Slam Podcast. And for a brief moment, I just want to thank Everybody who has ever supported Windy City Slam, whether it's the website or the podcast, anyone who's actually come up to me and thank me for covering shows or or just come up to meet me, it's been great because this week marks five years of Windy City Slam since the website debuted on August 2nd, 2018, and my first ever story was an interview with former WWE superstar Chris Nowinski. And it's been a crazy five years since. Lots of great shows I've covered. Lots of great interviews. And once again, thank you everybody so much for your support. And let's move forward with another five years of greatness. All right. National scene. We had the NXT Great American Bash this past Sunday. And the NXT Tag Team Championship. And this was awesome. We have the D'Angelo family, Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo defeating Gallus of Mark Coffey and Wolfgang to win the titles. And Tony D'Angelo, as most people know, a POW Entertainment trainee, a graduate of Jimmy Blaze's school, and former POW Entertainment tag team champion with his uncle, Joey the Pitbull Chichi. So congratulations to Tony D on winning the NXT Tag Team Championships. And in a Weapons Wild match, we had Roxanne Perez pinning Blair Davenport. In his debut, Gable Steveson had a no contest with Baron Corbin, basically a double countout. And the fans really kind of 
did not like the fact that that match ended in that fashion. And it's going to be interesting to see where they go with both Gable Stevenson and Baron Corbin. I'm, I'm feeling a rematch coming up from those two down the line. And for the NXT North American Championship, it was a triple threat match. And a little over a week ago, Dominic Mysterio actually won the championship from Wesley. And he defended the title successfully at the bash by defeating Wesley and Mustafa Ali, another of one of Chicago's own. And I'll tell you about Dominic Mysterio. For the last several months, the booze this guy's been getting, the heat that he's had. MJF better look out because I think right now Dom Mysterio has the inside track on winning the most hated wrestler of the year from PWI. In a submission match for the NXT Women's Championship, Tiffany Stratton retains the title by defeating Thea Hale of Chase U. And in your main event for the NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes pins Ilya Dragunov in a really good match. This weekend, SummerSlam, Saturday, August the 5th at Ford Field in Detroit. First event for WWE in Ford Field since WrestleMania 23. And in your main event, the Tribal Combat for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defends the title against main event Jane Uso. For the World Heavyweight Championship, we have Seth Freakin' Rollins defending against the Judgment Day's Finn Balor. And the Judgment Day's Damian Priest will be standing by with that Money in the Bank briefcase. So could we have a cash-in here at SummerSlam? And then in a one-on-one -on -one match, Cody Rhodes faces Brock Lesnar. For the WWE Women's Championship, Asuka defends that title against Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. And you're going to see Ricochet taking on the ever-annoying Logan Paul. WWE Intercontinental Championship, Gunther with Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci defends against Drew McIntyre. This should be one hell of a hard-hitting match. And in a grudge match, two former friends, Ronda Rousey, takes on Shayna Baszler and just announced a SummerSlam Battle Royal, and the first two participants are LA Knight and Sheamus. Going back to this past weekend, I was present at WAW North America's A Night to Remember at the Tinley Park Convention Center in South Suburban Tinley Park. Let's run down the matches, because that was the most important thing of the night. The talent came out. They really shined. Hell of a wrestling car with this great talent. And we had... Hawaiian hitman Koa Laksamana pins Moondog Murray after a splash from the top rope. And then we had the Yellow Jacket pulling off a pin on Bull Bronson with a roll-up. And then there was this battle royal, and the winner was the Amazing Velvet. And he last eliminated the returning Gavin Alexander. And Gavin Alexander is a hell of a story. He was shot a few months ago, and the bullet was probably just inches away from, you know, being a tragedy. But he persevered, he came back, and then we had the Kang, Miles Mercer, with C-Red. He pins Marco Cordova with Sexy Sandra D with a roll-up after Sandra's interference backfired. And for the WAW North American Women's Championship, the vacant title was decided as NWA star Samantha Starr with the legendary and the one and only Perfect Ten baby doll in her corner, she pins Midwest Slayer Stacy Shadows after a DDT, following a distraction from Baby Doll to become the champ. And after intermission, we had the WAW British Commonwealth Championship on the line 
as NWA TV champion Thomas Latimer defeats B.O.W. with the Sinister Minister of Fear in his corner by a submission with a crossface to win that title. And for the AIWF World Heavyweight Championship, a couple of old-school type wrestlers in this one, Golden Boy Greg Anthony pinned Scott Spade with Mistress Misery with a roll-up after Spade accidentally ran into Mistress Misery, who was standing on the apron after Anthony sidestepped Spade. And this was the match of the night. WAW North American Heavyweight Championship to crown a new champion and 52-year-old Mustang Mike. And this guy looks terrific. I mean, he doesn't look a day over 32. I mean, he's amazing. Jason Street was in his corner and Mustang Mike pins. It's your boy, Mason Perks, with the Sinister Minister of Fear in his corner with a version of Big Show's final cut. And in my opinion, again, this was the match of the night. Excellent storytelling by both these guys. And Mason Perks is going to become a big-time star in this area. And I think this match kind of cements it. Now, let's hear from your new WAW North American champion with these exclusive comments. Here is Mustang Mike. All right, WindyCitySlam.com and Windy City Slam podcast editor Mike Pankow here with Mustang Mike, the WAW North American champion. Congratulations, champ. Thank you, brother. I tell you, it's, uh, it's an honor to hold this belt. Uh, I had a tough opponent tonight. He pushed me to the limit, but we come out on top. Got the win in front of a great crowd here in Kenley Park. And uh, I look forward to representing this belt all over the country, anywhere they'll let me, and I'll be a defending champion. And uh, I'm just thankful the people that came out. Thank WAW and also thank Chaz Morietti for bringing me in and giving me the opportunity to win back a championship that I never lost. So, Yeah, that was kind of a, probably a sore spot for you, just never having had to relinquish the title because they just uh, disbanded it. Yeah, you know, I mean, business is business. I understand that. I've been in this in the wrestling business for almost 29 years now, so I understand business. And with a new company, you know, new ownership, taking over, things happen. But, you know, hey, you know, what's water under the bridge? You know, I'm still here. I'm still kicking at 52 years old, almost 29 years in the business. And to win a belt like this, you know, to, to hold this now at this age is, is special. And I'm going to be a defending champion. Thank you. Um, and uh, Mustang Mike's, come see me somewhere. Look me up, Mustang Mike, boom, on Instagram. Mustang Mike on Facebook, one, two, three, boom. And then uh, one more thing before we let you go. I thought you had the match of the night. I told you just before we went on to there with this recording, and Mason Perks brought it, you brought it. I just thought it was the best match of the whole evening. Well, I appreciate your opinion on that. I just hope the crowd thought so. We're here to give them their money's worth. And uh, anywhere on the card, I'd have been happy to be wrestling anybody. I had such a great promotion with the WAW. But to have that match in, in this crowd, um, I just wish it had been back home where my fans at home could have seen it. But, hey, now I'm bringing the belt home to the boot. Morgan City, Louisiana, Mustang Mike's coming home with the gold. Boom. Thank you. Great to hear from Mustang Mike. And once again, congratulations on winning the WAW North American Heavyweight Championship. And the WAW North American Tag Team Championship to crown new champions. The House of Pain of Nick Payne and Hakeem Ali with C-Red in their corner defeat the makeshift team of Eric Schultz and VIP with Joey Roth and Roxy Hart to win the championships. And now the highlight of this match for a lot of the people in attendance was C-Red 
beating up Joey Roth. And, and that was a lot of fun to see at ringside as well. And the NWA World Women's Championship in the main event, Camille defeats Sweet Soraya Knight with Chaz Moretti via a submission with her version of a surfboard stretch to retain the title. And half this match was contested outside the ring as Soraya jumps Camille before she was able to get in the ring and they just brawled all over the place by the merch tables, the stage, and it was a crazy, crazy match. And Camille retains the title. I just have to, again, take my head off to the talent on this show for giving it all. And it was great to meet in person somewhat like Baby Doll after I interviewed her last week on the show. And she was awesome. And people like Samantha Starr, Tom Latimer, and Camille were very, very nice. And once again, all the local talent that came up and showed up and showed out, it was a terrific effort by all that great talent there. And my hat's off to them. All right, this past Friday night, we also had Freelance Wrestling's Take This to the Ring at Avondale Music Hall on the northwest side of Chicago. In the scramble match, it was co-holder of the Freelance Tag Team Championships, GPA, defeating one-man dynasty, Darius Luttrell, El Torero, Big Al Alice Crowley, Robbie Reeves, and Rachel Armstrong when GPA gets the pin on Reeves with a roll-up and grabbing the tights. And then... This is a feud that's really building up, and Coder Hernandez picks up another big win. He pins the ace of freelance, Isaiah Velasquez, after a low blow behind the ref's back. And then we had Cole Radrick pinning Alec Price after he hit Sebastian's curse. And in a crazy fans bring the weapons match, Iron Demon Shane Mercer defeats Craig Mitchell by referee's decision after Mercer chokes out Mitchell with a belt. And during this match, Mercer's manager, James Russo, was barred from ringside. So Mercer went in and got the job done by himself with the help of lots of weapons. Both guys used tons of weapons, and it was a brutal match. There were tacks and glass and doors and, and everything. I mean, like implements, even like a little Christmas tree, which, which of course Shane Mercer flung to the side because the fans wanted him to use the tree. And then obviously Mercer, being the heel, discards it. And after intermission, we had the Freelance Legacy Championship. Brian Keith retains the title by pinning Chico Suave following the Soul Fire Bomb. And the... B oh, I, I can't say that. I can't say that. Well, that was big news this past week. Davey Bang and August Matthews got a cease and desist order from somebody. I, I, I won't say their name. And now they're just going by Bang and Matthews. So Davey Bang and August Matthews defeat the original Sins of Dick Michaels and Tyler Lytle when Bang hits a 450 and scores a pin on Lytle. And just before the main event, our buddy Trevor Outlaw comes up with a lawyer. He's lawyering up now. He serves Dan Perch with papers. And apparently, this is removing Perch as a referee with freelance. He humiliates Perch for some of the humiliations that Outlaw suffered in recent months from Perch. Outlaw, in one last move of taking his dignity makes Perch take off his ref shirt and Outlaw puts it on and Perch walks away shirtless. And in the main event for the Freelance World Championship this ended up being a crazy brawl. Storm Grayson retains the title by pinning Paul London following a knee trigger following London missing a shooting star press from the top. Now they brawled all over Avondale Musical and even briefly along Milwaukee Avenue. It was crazy stuff. 
And then, also this past weekend, Saturday, July the 29th, GLCW presented the Casablanca Rumble in Milwaukee and results courtesy of friend of the show, the punk rock prince, Jordan Cross. Manny Domingo defeats Jordan Cross and Cross appears to turn heel. What will happen in Cross's future here? Stay tuned. And then we had Mr. USA defeating Ryan Cross. Harley Jane knocks off Tiffany Nieves. The team of Tony Gunn and Luscious Lawrence defeat Ragnar and Jay De Niro. The Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero knocks off the Mayan Mahler, Drew Hernandez. And in the main event, the Battle Royal, the Casablanca Rumble, CBS 58 Milwaukee's Iron Mike Kirkhoff wins the Battle Royal. Alright, we got a ton of shows coming up this weekend. Starting with Thursday night, August the 3rd, Eagle Pro Wrestling returns to the Windy City Thunderbolts at Ozinga Field in Crestwood. Game starts at 6.35 and the wrestling follows the game. Or, if you want to go northwest, we have WCPW presenting Fair Game at the McHenry County Fair in Woodstock. The bell is at 7 p.m., but former WWE superstar Gangrel will have a meet and greet from 4 to 6 p.m. And a big weekend for Dreamwave Wrestling. It's their double shot weekend, Friday night, August the 4th, and Saturday night, August the 5th. This is a pair of sold-out shows, so you can't get a ticket, but you can catch it on IWTV, and on Friday night we have, for the Dreamwave Championship, Christian Rose defending against the indie god, Matt Cardona, with Steph DeLander in his corner. This is an amazing weekend by Dreamwave, and you wonder how they got so many stars, and both shows are sold out. You got guys like Colt Cabana, Dreamwave Alternative Champion Gringo Loco, Mickey James, Mike Bennett, Ultimo Dragon, Buff Bagwell, Brian Keith, Masha Slamovich, Luigi Primo, Maki Ito, Shaza McKenzie, and so much more. Saturday, August the 5th, we have Defiant Pro Wrestling, Ladder to Success, in Dwight. And Saturday, August the 5th, Northland Pro returns with Summer Heat at the VFW Post 5040 in Woodstock. Saturday afternoon, August the 5th, Freelance Underground Wrestling, It's What You Crave. Two at the Cantini VFW in Joliet. I will probably be there covering that show, depending on what happens in the afternoon. Fingers crossed that I will be there ringside. And we have, this is a stacked show. This is unbelievable. The Freelance Underground Championship, Calvin Takeman defends against Iron Demon Shane Mercer with James Russo. This is actually a rematch from about a year ago where Iron Demon was a babyface and it was kind of a babyface versus babyface affair but now Iron Demon deeply entrenched as a heel with Russo at his side will the outcome be different this time we shall see and then we will also see the freelance world championship defended as Storm Grayson defends against Cole Radrick freelance underground independent championship Chico Suave defends against Trevor Outlaw that one I'm really looking forward to as well and then, for the Freelance Underground Tag Team Championships, pick and pop of one-man dynasty Darius Luttrell and Prince 100 Coder Hernandez defend the titles against the Philly Marino experience of Marino T and Philly C. And if pick and pop retain the title here, they will mark one year as Freelance Underground Tag Team Champions. And then, the big... Oh, we can't, can't, can't say that. Um, it's... Bangin' Matthews, Davey Bangin' August Matthews against Caribbean Arrogance, 
Chuko and Jay and Manny. And just added to this show, we have Gunner Brave versus Acid Jazz. This week's Windy City Slam podcast guest Sabotage Sean Logan versus Masked Bonanza. And The Ryan Matthews faces Hardway Holloway. Also Saturday night, August the 5th, we have 4th Wall Wrestling's Day Off at St. Thomas More High School in Milwaukee. And back in Illinois, we have Pow Entertainment's Road to Wrestle Rage at the American Legion Post 703 in Fox Lake. We have Terry Allen with Erica facing Hawaiian hitman Koa Laksamana with Callies. And in a Keys to the Kingdom qualifier, we have Kazile taking on Trog the Caveman, Meat Hooks O'Bannon versus Bearded Bruiser Max Holiday, Hunter Payne faces Jason Dukes, Dazzling Donnie takes on the ultimate powerhouse, Logan Steele, with Chris Hedford. And in a continuing rivalry, we have Tommy McCobb against Mateo Valentine. And then Sunday, August the 6th, the Milwaukee Milkmen and Brew City Wrestling present a Lucha Libre show at Franklin Field in Franklin, Wisconsin, just south of Milwaukee. Game time is 1 o'clock. The wrestling follows the game. And there's also a meet and greet before the game at 12.15 with former WWE superstar Lince Dorado and Mexican wrestler El Dragon. Also Sunday, August the 6th, we have Midwest Championship Wrestling straight out of Compton in Compton, Illinois. Also, Windy City Slam will be part of Second Wrestling's Half Nelson Full Force Show on Sunday, August the 13th at Buffalo Creek Brewing. That's 360 Historical Lane in North Suburban Long Grove. The bell is at 2 p.m. and this show includes Missa Kate, Shaza McKenzie, Storm Grayson, Dak Draper, Jackson Stampede Larkin, Pretty Empowered, Laney Luck, Tootie Lynn, Heather Reckless, Pick and Pop, The Premier, Jordan Cross, Kenny Alfonso, Cody Lane, Sword of Incredible Iverson, Maggie Lee, and the King of Clubs, Jason Midas. And we will be giving away a pair of tickets to this event. So stay tuned to our social media for more details. And you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Threads. All right, coming up next, we welcome for the first time, we've seen him in AAW, Freelance Underground, and Second Wrestling, Black and Brave grad, Sabotage, Sean Logan. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam, baby. The best podcast the shy has to offer on professional wrestling. So turn it up, turn up. It's your boy, Mason Perks. And you're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. Yeah. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M I K E. P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross here, live at the Cross in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. 
right back here on Windy City Slam podcast, and we're going to welcome a guy who I've been talking to for a while about getting on the show. Very excited to finally have him join us. We welcome, for the first time, someone we've seen in AAW Pro, Freelance Underground, Second Wrestling, among other Illinois promotions, ladies and gentlemen, Black and Brave graduate, Sabotage, Sean Logan. Yeah, there we go, baby. That's why I like the C-Pan cow, though. The introduction of the century, right there. Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. I need you. I need you with me everywhere I go, so I, so I can your, have that intro. I could be your Ricardo Rodriguez. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Jesus, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Jeez. That'd be good. So, the Black and Brave Academy. Uh, what was it like to train with Seth Rollins and Marek Brave? That was uh, actually pretty awesome because I did. So I started training when I was 12 uh, under uh, you. You might know Tony Rican. I don't know if I ever told you that, uh, but he's he does the ticket uh, at AAW now. So mm-hmm. I I right when I when I was 12, I got him to start training with me. Then I trained at Harley Race when I turned 18. And then I went to Black and Brave for my last school. And that was awesome. That was definitely my favorite training. Uh it was very uh, more modern uh, style of the training. I remember Rollins walking in. You know, they call it day zero, which is our conditioning test. That was kind of like surreal. Seeing him, I'm just like, oh, my God, what? You know, I think I want to say they had some cameras. They were doing his uh, 365 documentary, too. So mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what is going on? Like everyone, you know, it just seemed like you're into some TV show now, you know, right when he walked in. And, uh, you know, of course, they're killing us, too, trying to make us puke, you know, the really bulletproof us just for the training, you know. So, yeah, that was uh, really cool. Uh, it's a three-month program. I, I think it's worth every penny. Merrick, I think he's definitely the best coach I've had for in-ring training. And then, uh, obviously, having Rollins there is just fantastic. I think that guy, I don't know if he – I. I don't think he gets a bad rap for, you know, his work ethic, but like if he does, I'm here to back him up and say that that dude is gotta be one of the probably probably the hardest worker I that I've met. Cause we do class Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you would have uh CrossFit training uh three days a week. And then we would have to do every Saturday, you know, not every Saturday, but a lot of Saturdays there'll be shows for uh the, our promotion called SCW, mm-hmm. and we'd help out do security with that. And then, you know, you kind of were, you had a full week schedule. You know, it was kind of definitely hard to have like a, a shoot job like <laughs> during all this training. But uh, you got to come in dedicated. You know, uh, really know what you're getting into for the three months. You know, like all 100 percent in. And for him, back to the Rollins, for him to be there. You know, he'd be on TV Monday. He'd be there training Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then this guy would fly back and do all his, you know, house shows that he's got to do. And uh, it just blew my mind. You know, I know I'm not I'm not sure I'm not there now to see how long, uh, how much he's there for the training. But I know for what I, you know, had for training, he was there every single. uh, So that was like really cool to see. And then uh, I had to shout out Crotch, too. That's like he's an unsung hero of the school. He's just he's always in the ring with us giving us those like extra tips that like, you know, you just don't, you don't get with a lot of training schools, kind of hands-on, you know, Merrick's very hands-on too, but uh, he's had, he's had that neck injury, well, at least when I was in class. So 
he was a little more careful, but Crotch is always there and he'll be there at the school because once you graduate, you get, you know, lifetime open ring. So, you know, Crotch will be there Monday through Friday. And then, you know, I want to say they actually said that they're going to try having the school open Saturday, Sunday, you know, so it's really cool. That was definitely like the best thing that I've done, I think, for my wrestling career that really set me apart, I think. And honestly, like it opened my mind learning from them. That was like key. So I guess that's uh, that might I'm rambling a lot, but that's like good enough, uh, you know, that I can say about the school. I'm just really fortunate that I was able to be part of that school. And I'm still part of that family, you know. I think sometimes things suck, you know, the bigger a school gets, the more people. And I don't say that in a bad way, but they're just, there'll be more people with chips on their shoulder, you know, egos will get in the way. And that's a very unfortunate thing, I think. But that's not just our school. It's every school. It's every industry, you know. So I think, uh, I don't know, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we just got to like set egos aside and just realize that, this school that I'm a part of, I'm proud to be a part of is just, we're one big family and we all have essentially the same goal, you know, the make it in professional wrestling. So I think that's something that I just, I would love that, you know, not bring back. Cause it's not like it's lost, but just like embed in everyone's head, you know, to remember like why we're here, you know? So that's, that's what I got to say about the school. <laughs> Sorry. I rambled a lot, but <laughs> It's quite the commitment for sure. And it's pretty awesome yeah. that you were part of that family. And there's just an amazing amount of black and brave graduates just all over the place, especially a lot in Chicago and around the Midwest. So who else was in your class when you were over there? Our class, they have, I believe they make you sign up. Uh, they, every class, they accept 16 kids. And I was one of the 16 in class 14, actually. And then sometimes, usually there's about eight, nine kids to finish out of class. And we finished with four. There was a kid named Joey. Uh, he never had a match after. Robbie J. Uh, he was my first tag partner. He kind of, uh, I don't want to say retired, but he's been out of the game of wrestling for about a year now. I'm very thankful for him in my career because uh, just uh, it was like one of my first like buddies, you know, and we were first tag partners, you know. And great time uh, riding with him. And then uh, the fourth member, the last member, was Gunner Bray. <laughs> Me and him, we, uh, yeah, we were students together. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I wonder if I'd be as close as him if we weren't, you know, in class together. But, you know, that's the that's the beauty of life. You, you'll never know. So, but, uh, yeah, so those are the B and three others that finished my class. And you mentioned you and Gunner. Uh, you're known as 815 and you tag up in some promotions. And you guys are the you guys are still the Iron Spirit Tag Team Champions, right? Yes, yes. We I retained yeah. yeah, we retained this weekend. We faced the low lights. And Joey O'Reilly, I know he's a zero one champion, uh heavyweight champion. So that was a nice uh win for us for sure. They used to be the tag champs there before his uh partner got injured, actually. So we kind of scooped up. Uh, what they uh, left behind, and it was kind of cool to have that match because it's kind of see, hey, who, like, let's see who's still like, if you know, we're legit, you know, or they deserve to have that those titles still. So it was nice to get a dub against them this past weekend. 
So you guys have been the Iron Spirit Tag Team Champions for a while. And if people don't know, Iron Spirit is a promotion that runs out of the Bloomington Normal area near Illinois State University. And you and Gunner, uh, what, when was the idea to form that team? The idea was, let's see, it was, I know we tagged in, we tagged in Black and, no, I'm sorry, SCW. That was when we first ever tagged. And I think the idea was, well, honestly, the promoter hit us up. And it was like, I saw some of your uh, stuff in SCW. And, you know, we had we had a tag title run with, we were collateral damage, we were called that, with, uh, Robbie J, who was the third member in our class that graduated. And when we that title ring ended, we kind of like we're like, what are we gonna do? We got nothing else. And then that yeah, honestly, Logan, the promoter at Iron Spirit, kind of brought us uh, back to life with that opportunity. So that's and then the 815 aspect from it, our name, is cause me and him, even though like we met each other at school, and it's crazy because like a lot of those people, I remember there was a guy from Texas, from Seattle in my class, from Maine, all over the, you know, the, the not even the country, the world. Because I know other classes, there'll be people flying all over from countries, other countries, other continents, for real. But, uh, so, yeah, we, me and Gunner, we were both from the 815 uh, area code in Illinois. So that is truly what like uh made us i don't know i think it kind of like fit it made sense so i'm in dekalb illinois which is declared 815 and he's from Juliet. so i guess that's 815 we had a fan the other day start arguing with us because i guess he's in rockford he's like that's the that's where the real 815s are from so it is a larger area code so i suppose you know uh maybe we kind of stretch the you know stretch it but we are both 815 so mm -hmm. that's where the name comes from let's backtrack a little bit and talk a little bit about harley race you mentioned you trained a little bit with him back in the day yes yes i uh actually was in his last class before he passed away that was uh that was an awesome opportunity i really really grateful for that that was such a fun time that was like the first time I don't know why, because like, I always thought wrestling was fun, right? But like that, was, I remember being in those training sessions. And I'm like looking at the time. I'm like, dude, like I hope like it's not seven o'clock yet. And then I look and I'm like, darn it, what the heck? Like, why are we? Why are we all seven? And that, and that really drew the passion. Uh, that was the first points, first points of my life where I was. I think that because I just got out of high school and I was like very thankful for my parents as always because instead. <laughs> Instead of, you know, going to college, they let me go to professional wrestling school. So that is something I'll forever be grateful for. Them believing in me before I, I ever even believed in myself, you know. But Harley Race, very old school training aspect. Uh, they, uh, I know they had uh, a lot of, we do a lot of Japanese drills. And it was like Japanese core drills was something big that they, they made us do. Harley would always be in his wheelchair, smoking a cigarette, drinking a Diet Coke. Uh, Leland would be hands-on in the ring, but it was just definitely cool doing a spot or a drill and just having Harley Race, like, watch it and tell you if it's good or not. And, yeah, so it was, you know, we had old-school gym, like, gym equipment in the in the Harley Race wrestling arena. We had two rings, I remember. That was cool. Yeah, and then Harley's got his office and just a bunch of memorabilia of, like, his career. So that was something really cool to see. Every time I walked in, I was like, man, this is a good environment. Even though it's like 
it's it's got more of like a, a hard knocks type feel because like it's not your like black and brave much cleaner modern facility very awesome and then you go to harley's there's just this old school rugged arena that's in troy missouri you know not a downtown davenport iowa's where black and brave is nice awesome downtown mm-hmm. and then you got troy missouri which is just a random small town in missouri so but it was kind of cool to experiment both, you know, get a taste of uh, both sides. So that's why I'd say I we only had three kids in my class, and I'm the only one from my class in Harley's that is still wrestling. So that's always, I guess, you know, a nice motivative <laughs> piece to have, you know. Yeah, you get to survive both Harley Race and Seth Rollins and train in their style. That's really, really cool. Yes, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> definitely uh, one the you know. Definitely one uh, I guess brag about, right? <laughs> it is cool to say I could, you know, I got trained by both of them. You know, there's not with wrestling schools per se. I feel like there's not too many better ones. Uh, you know, obviously, I'd have to, you know, experiment it. But like, I think with having those two as my trainers, there's not that many more out there. That's like crap. Like he's got him under his belt, you know. So I think that's why I picked the two. You know, but yeah. Yeah, moving on, you're going to be taking your talents to Freelance Underground Saturday night, August the 5th. Freelance Underground returns to Joliet with wrestling. It's what you crave, too, at the Cantini VFW. Bell time is 5 p.m. The doors are at 4, but we don't know who you're wrestling yet on that show. We do not. We do not. And, uh, you know, I'll be ready for whatever competition I got in my way. And the thing is... uh, just did the hot sauce festival and uh i think we got me and gunner brave tagged and we lo- i lost the bang and matthews that's what yes. it is <laughs> and, uh, so then uh we we lost to them then uh the next match we i faced oh my god i don't even know his real name i took the dub and stomped the mud hole and left but i, I think his name is jared uh, then uh then the last guy i beat was was a guy named rj uh god that might be his real name though so yeah, i think it is his real name. robbie reeves robbie reeves okay yes. we got a dub against him on sunday so yeah you know coming off two out of three dubs you know i feel pretty good walking in the august 5th and i think the other guy you're trying to refer to is jared lark maybe jared lark yes possibly yes okay. i believe that is him yeah he's a i think he's a young trainee over at uh, freelance academy Okay, then yeah, that sounds about right because I know he said he was he was training still. So. Yeah. yeah, and we don't know what your match is going to be at, but you've been a somewhat of a regular at Freelance Underground over the past few months. You've defended the Wrestling for a Cure Cruiserweight Championship there before you had to uh, relinquish that title. You've also wrestled Gunner Brave there, a friend versus friend in a match. Yeah, I thought that yes. was really really cool, and you've gotten some nice things on your belt there, at Freelance Underground. Yeah, I'm very thankful. That's the company that I'm like, you know, you get these companies and you're like, man, I, I don't think, I think everyone wants to get, you know, booked. You know, they want to send their match in and get booked right away. And I understand, you know, the grind of getting on all these promotions when you feel like you're ready, you know, is awesome. You know, it's it's a good mentality to have. But like, I think some people forget the aspect of uh, just going to a promotion, you know, setting up a ring, shaking the promoter's hand. And paying your dues, you know, and that's something I did with Freelance Underground. I did that exact method, and it's helped me get in a lot of places, you know. it's I mean, honestly, there's places I get booked just to get booked, but uh, I think if you really want it, you always have to have that 
aspect in your mentality and how you live your life to go go get what you want, you know. And Freelance Underground is a place I've wanted to get uh, under my belt. And so I, you know, I started paying my dues. And, you know, I remember he threw me uh, opportunity last year at the Hot Sauce Festival. And then that snowball just kept rolling and rolling. So, you know, now it's awesome to say that I, I, I got to wrestle them for them three times this weekend. And now I get to wrestle for them the August 5th. So that's awesome. And uh, James and Two Juice really stack these shows up. A lot of great talent on these shows. I'm going to get into some of the matches that have been announced already, just so those who have been listening can actually yeah. hear this amazing card that's kind of forming so far. We have multiple championship matches, including the Freelance Underground Championship. Heavyweight hustle Calvin Tankman faces the challenge of Iron Demon Shane Mercer with James Russo. And then also a special bonus. The Freelance World Championship will be defended at this show when Storm Grayson defends against Cole Radrick. That's going to be awesome. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a risky one right there. But hey, that's how you, buy, that's how you sell tickets right there. <laughs> and Cole Radrick's been doing some great things as well. He's the Black Label Pro Champion, and he's been in GCW, Game Changer Wrestling. So that's going to be a hell of a match right there. And also, we have the Freelance Underground Independent Championship Chico Suave, everybody's friend, and I'm actually repping him with the shirt. Yes, that's amazing. He's challenging, and actually, no, I'm sorry, he's defending against Trevor Outlaw, who I just love as a heel, great wrestling heel, and both those guys together, this is going to create some magic. And then we have the Freelance Underground Tag Team Championships. We have Pick and Pop, Darius Luttrell and Coda Hernandez defending that title, taking on the Philly Marino Experience, Marino T and Philly C. And in yet another tag team match, we can't mention their old tag team name anymore, but Davey Bang and August (laughs) Matthews are facing Caribbean arrogance of Chuko and Jay Manny. So those are the five matches as of recording that have been announced for Freelance Underground. We know you're going to be on that show, and we also know that Gunner Brave will be on that show. So it'll be very exciting to see all that action coming up on Saturday night. Heck yeah, man. I can't wait, man. Now you got me hyped right for the show. You've also been somewhat of a regular at Second Wrestling, and you portray this character by the name of Sean Logan. So what is that about? Yes, Sean Logan. The gimmick that, uh, the gimmick of the century, I think, right? Uh, Yeah, Sean Logan, uh, you know, he's definitely a guy that may be a little more focused on Maybe today's society of social networking (laughs) than, uh, you know, social media. And uh, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, you know, doing that instead of maybe worrying about the match. But he wants to still be a professional wrestler. So, yeah, that's something that I really enjoyed. It was given to me, Mr. Rabbi, who promotes the shows. Uh, he he gave me opportunity. And that's another one. I wanted to be on that show. And I said, you know what? Give me something, you know. I'm like, just I, you give me something, I'll portray it, I'll do the best I can. And that's something he wanted. And I really enjoyed that character. I think I don't do it anywhere else, but regardless, like that, I don't think he realizes how much that helps me. Like, I know he's probably like, this is just, maybe he just thinks of me as a guy that wanted to get on the show, you know, and he needed another character. But I really am thankful for him just doing that for me, you know? I think promoters, they overthink the aspect of promos too. They might just go, hey, cut this promo, you know? Hey, go in the ring, cut this promo before. But I don't think they realize, for me, 
how much like that helps me in my career because having the opportunity to have a microphone and talk in front of you know however many fans are at that show uh that's a rep you know uh you know i i can cut all the promos in my gym right here and no one's gonna be able to see it or i'll post it on social media and have that anxiety free aspect to it but and even then that's still scary right but but uh being able to cut a promo or portray a unique character like Sean Logan and just get out of your shell, I think that's that's all I could ask for as a performer, you know? <laughs> I think just being able to get that confidence in what you do, that's key. You know, I uh and that's something I'm like learning with the Sean Logan character. Every time I go out there, you get this creative mindset, you know, what can I do with the phone? What what new uh Thing could I, you know, use the phone for? Or what finish could I portray with this character? Or what cutoff can we do now? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's amazing. So it makes you think, you know, you can't, it's not like you're just sitting there, you know, going through the, the basic structure fundamentals of a match. You have a character now. And uh, that's something that's always been hard for me to really submit uh, a character for myself. So with Second Wrestling, with them giving me that and really letting me uh, become a bigger I don't want to say a bigger star, but let me become a bigger professional wrestler with just having that in my repertoire, you know? So that's something that I'm really thankful for because I thought my buddy said to me, uh, Anthony Katina, he said to me the other day, uh, he's an AAW member, but he's all mm -hmm. over the place. He said, I, so I did improv for six months and I was like, you know, I do these improv shows and I'd be able to go on stage and not, you know, not think twice about what I'm saying in front of this crowd. But I go cut a promo in front of, let's just say, 50, you know, 100 people, like tying that big of a crowd at a wrestling show. And like, I, I start stumbling, I get nervous. And he was like, you know what? I don't want to say that you didn't love improv, but it sounds like that you care a lot about wrestling versus maybe improv. And I think that's an aspect that he's probably right about. So having a character like Sean Logan, that, that, that's like example pro wrestling 101 of, of that idea pretty cool and you mentioned anthony katina over at aaw let's get into aaw pro a little bit yeah. you've been a regular part of their shows lately and you've kind of followed the path of some guys that you've mentioned already on the show seth rollins marek brave tony reekin and now you're part yeah. of aaw with johnny bravo's group and that is composed of aaw heritage champion and number one contender to the aaw championship davy vega mike hartenbauer and yourself so what is it like to be part of aaw uh so aaw that's like that's like the cream of the crop for me right now i uh that's a company since I started training I wanted to be part of, and that was one I committed to. Danny Daniels, I can't say enough about him. Just so, such a pinnacle part of my career so far. And, you know, that was something, too. That was something, too, the same scenario. You know, I'd show up, again on these pre-shows. They don't know what to do with me. They're like, this kid has heart. But he, he's got no character. What are we going to do with him? And then when I get put together with a group with uh, Hartenbauer, Davey Vega, and, and Bravo, man, that's that's such a big, you know, I think we're in the main event, this, you know, this next show. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's such a big opportunity to learn from these guys. And I, I mean, they're giving, it's the most perfect thing for me, man, because I'm getting, to last show I had, I was I had a match 
and I was out there for four matches or three three matches. I was out there for a segment where I was Jake uh, Sean something, not Jake something. You know, interrupted the the crowd with the surprise uh, of Jake something and Sean something comes out. Then I had two backstage promos, and I want to say we had one more at the end of the night, but that was just a segment. But it's just like the talent at AAW is the you know is very very top tier and for me to be part of that is just awesome to work with those guys and uh i go as hbj or hartenbauer jr and uh just portraying that character that's there's just so many emotions that i you know open up and release when i'm there it's just it's unreal and that's like having all these little segments like little promos little matches that is helping me so much and cleaning up my work and just really like letting me like the, like the know that you have a one minute promo a 30 second promo, you know, it's like, it's, it sucks because it is comfortable at times and you want to get out of your comfort zone and be like, give me five minutes and let me see what I can do. But, and like same with matches, you know, it's like, I get a five minute match, but it's that Michael Jordan thing. And it's like perfect the basics. And then you just keep getting larger with it, larger with it. And, that's that's the number one thing. I, I'm that guy that I do. I, I'll be all over the place in that uh, on on any AAW show, doing segment here, match there, managing there, backstage promo. But it's just all these little bits, you know. And you get a taste. You you'll remember HBJ for sure. But just very thankful that you know for those opportunities. You know, just it's just helping. It's helping the career so much right now. So I just can't wait to see where it takes me. All right, serious question for you now. You know how big Jake something is, right? And you mocked him at the last show at Never Say Die. He came out there to do his music, did his little walk, you know, Sean something, not Jake something. But you realize how big he is, right? He could probably kick your ass, right? It's possible. But I have Davey Vega on my side. I got Hardbauer on my side. I got Johnny Bravo there. You know, if he somehow gets past all three of them, then I guess I'm the next one up, right? But that's <laughs> if he's uh, there to catch me. And I guess we'll, we'll see. I don't think Vega will. Vega's got my back, you know? I think he's going to. Vega will become double champ after he beats him in the main event at this next upcoming AAW Pro. Yeah, that's Art of War on August 31st at the Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn. That's going to be a hell of a show. Main event, AAW champion Jake Something defends against Davey Vega, who is the current AAW Heritage champion. And if yeah. he does beat everybody else up and you're the last one standing, Sean, you can always take, just take off and run down 26th Street. <laughs> I think that's right. Go grab a taco right before. But yes, <laughs> yeah, that's not the way to do it. Or hide, hide, hide in Pack that Pack up my bags right? and get in the car. <laughs> yeah, I'll hide in the restaurant across the street. Wait, now we can't say. He's going to know our secret, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bags, and this is awesome. a question I've been dying to know about you. And the last time I saw you was the post show of Freelance Underground in Joliet in April. And you had this Money in the Bank style briefcase with sabotage written on it. Now, is it true that you can't yeah. hear in there? Yes, that's my gear bag. It's a Halliburton gear bag, and my dad got it for me at a garage sale. Got it all painted nice up. I think something cool about it is uh, he got it for me because Harley, Harley Race used to have a Halliburton uh, briefcase for his gear bag. So, yeah. obviously, back then in the 70s, that was probably all you had to work with. But 
now with what we have in today's world, that's something that's very uh looks uh prehistoric now. So I think it's when I first got it, I just got a brand new uh, gear bag. It was like fifty bucks, and my dad's like, "Nope, here you go." And I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna look like a fool of this. What the heck?" And then, not too long after, I warmed up to it, and then now I now I just love it. And I think, I mean, I'm sure for some people think it's stupid, but no one said that really. You know, if someone has something nice to say, they'll say it. You know, if they don't, then I guess I just haven't heard about it yet. <laughs> I thought it was cool. That's why I definitely wanted to mention it to you. Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, Sean, before we let you go, go ahead and promote your social media, yes. whatever merchandise you might have and upcoming events. Absolutely. Yeah. So sabotage Sean on Instagram. That's my favorite, but Facebook as well. And Twitter, my upcoming events will be on there as well. But we have the freelance underground on the 5th. I'll be at Dreamwave probably helping out on the 4th for August. I have this Indiana show. I don't know the promotion because it's their first time running. But they're running August 11th. Then we go over August 13th is the Doom Cup for Three Rings of Doom. I believe Merle said that's his promotion name. Mm -hmm. So that's what we got coming up in the next two weeks. Yeah, and then merch, I guess I'll always have. I just had my third shirt release at my uh, local show. And uh, we sold 42 on the day of, so that was pretty hype. I will always have my merch, you know, with me at any show I go to. But, uh, if, you know, if you need, uh, you know, want me to send you one, uh, feel free to swipe in my DMs and uh, or slide in my DMs. What the heck? And uh, hit me up on socials. I love Instagram. So Sabotage Sean again would be those socials. All right. Sabotage Sean Logan. Thank you for joining us here on Windy City Slam Podcast. And we will see you around the area. Yes. You take care, boss. Thank you. Fun interview with Sabotage Sean Logan. He's a guy that's making his name in a lot of places in the Chicagoland area. So check him out, whether you see him at AAW or Freelance Underground, Second Wrestling. He's a really cool dude, and he's on the come up in local wrestling. And don't forget, Second Wrestling is coming Sunday, August the 13th in the afternoon with Half Nelson Full Force. Windy City Slam is giving away a pair of tickets to that show, so check out our social media this week to get the details. Alright, next week we'll recap the happenings of WWE SummerSlam, plus we're going to recap Freelance Underground and preview Second Wrestling with our special guest. He's a manager, a ring announcer, and a broadcaster. He's also the host of Prelance, the King of Clubs, Jason Midas. Catch it right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.